Welcome to Alumni Conversations. What you're about to hear is a Facebook Live conversation that took place between members of our Laterno community and our alumni. These bi-weekly conversations dive into stories from our time as students at Laterno University and the years that followed. Originally founded by R.G. and Evelyn Laterno in the mid-1940s, Laterno University is a comprehensive institution of Christian higher education, where educators engage learners to nurture Christian virtue, to develop competency and ingenuity in the professional fields, to integrate faith and work, and to serve the local and global community. We claim every workplace and every nation is our mission field, and so Laterno University graduates are professionals of ingenuity and Christ-like character. They see life's work as a holy calling with an eternal impact. Welcome to Alumni Conversations. Kingdom Air Corps started with a desire to train and prepare missionary pilots for work in the bush of Alaska and in more remote places around the world. The people that we have coming to Kingdom Air Corps are people usually with flight training from one of the universities or colleges that are training missionary pilots. So they come often with a commercial instrument, multi-engine, some of them even with a flight instructor rating. Hey, good afternoon and welcome to this edition of Alumni Conversations. My name is Daniel Ostendorf and I get the privilege of serving as the Director of Alumni Engagement here at Laterno University. Really all that means is I get to spend my days connecting with our alumni around the world. God has given us over 25,000 alumni who are spread around the world doing amazing things in corporations, in villages, in ministries, in their homes, in their communities, in their churches. And so I just want to give you guys a glimpse of what those conversations look like and, and what your fellow alumni are doing around the world. And that's what these alumni conversations are about, is really bringing a few alumni together every other week to share their stories with you. One, that you might find ways to resonate with their story, maybe from your time at Laterno or the journey God's had you on since, but also with the hope that they might encourage you to continue to faithfully follow God into the workplace and every nation across the world to share the good news of Jesus Christ. So to that end, Merry Christmas Eve and Merry Christmas from all of us here. Uh, tomorrow is Christmas Day. We're so excited for uh, you and your family and your communities to celebrate this birth of our Savior, but even more, we're so grateful for a God who loved us so much that he would send his son to be born in a manger to be one of us that he might die on our behalf. So it's a pretty amazing thing. I pray the richest blessings over your holiday this weekend. And I can't think of a, a better way to kick off your holiday weekend than to sit down and spend some time with a couple of our alumni. But before we do, a few announcements. I wanna share with you, if you happen to find yourself at a ski resort in the United States over the winter holiday, and you ride in a electric zero emission bus, there's a good chance that bus was built by a Laterno graduate. Dale Hill is a 1969 graduate who founded Proterra, a um, electric bus manufacturer and designer. And as of now, they are the main providers of electric buses and they are in operation at every major ski resort except one. They are also being used in Southern California, 
they have several buses that just got shipped to Juneau, Alaska, and several throughout the southeast and southwest. So if you find yourself at a ski resort in Alaska or somewhere else on an electric bus, there's a chance that was made by a Laterno graduate. So really excited for what God's allowed Dale Hill to do and for the story God's given him and just wanted to share some of that good news. Two other quick announcements. We're going to get where today goes out. Uh, today, our December newsletter goes out to over 15,000 alumni around the world. It's an exciting time to find out what your fellow alumni are up to, to celebrate with them, uh, to find out what's going on with, with professors that you've had here, to find out about job opportunities at companies where your fellow alumni work, for those of you who are on the job search, to get updates about homecoming and our upcoming 75th anniversary year, as well as a host of other things. So if you are not on that email list, send us email at alumni at letu.edu. And we'd love to get that email off to you and get you on that list. So once a month, you can get those updates of job opportunities, exciting news from fellow alumni, and just know what's going on around Laterno and around the Laterno community. The second part of that is this month dropped our fall edition of the Laterno Now magazine. So hopefully you've gotten one of those. If you haven't, you can also find it online. Go to letu.edu and search for Now or Now Magazine, and you'll see a digital version of the latest edition. It highlights our latest uh, addition to our campus um, admissions process, which is a virtual tour, complete with 3D or sort of uh, 360 degree video of campus, interviews of faculty, lab demonstrations, and all sorts of things. In fact, Today's conversation with two aviation majors, for those of you interested in, in flying, um, this virtual tour I think has at least one, if not two, 360-degree flights. They get to go up in a Laterno plane with a Laterno flight instructor and check that out. So I encourage you to check out the latest edition of the Now Magazine, not only for what you find out about that virtual tour, but also for two particular stories about fellow alumni. One is about Winton Hancock. Winton Hancock is a 1950 graduate. Winton um, drove down here early on in Laterno's career. He worked for NASA for uh, over 50 shuttle missions during the 1980s and 1990s. He retired in 1993, but he wasn't done yet. And so he went back to work and Winton now at 88 is still working, training, um, training heavy machinery operators and inspectors about how to do that. He travels the world to do that. And his boss asked him if he would work for another three years. Can you imagine a 91-year-old still pulling in a paycheck, working on heavy machinery? That feels like a Laterno graduate to me. Um, but really excited for, for Winton's story, for his faithfulness and his faithfulness in walking with the Lord and what God has for him there. Well, one more story to let you know about. Check out the story in this new audition about Daniel Woit. Daniel Woit is a Laterno graduate of our GAPS program. It's our online education program. And in the 1990s, Daniel got married. He had a associate's degree. But he found himself in a, a, global, um, a global company, certification company, working among Laterno graduates and realizing that he really needed that Bachelor of Science. So he completed his degree through Laterno University Online. And today, Daniel White and his family have an operation, a business that spans the globe, working on over 100 US military bases. Um, and it's just a cool story about Daniel realizing that his priorities had gotten kind of out of sync, um, that the job had become more important than his faith and his family, and the journey of how he turned those things around, and both how making his priorities straight, but also holding on to the Lord, things God surprised him in some amazing ways. So I encourage you to check those stories out in the latest edition of the Now Magazine. Well, that's enough announcements for today. Let's get into the, the thing you're here for, which is the conversation with two alumni. 
Today, we're excited to go north uh, to some cold weather. So for those of you in the southeast or the southwest and you have no snow on the ground, we're going to go to Alaska today and meet several alumni who are there who are probably enjoying some really cold weather right about now um, and enjoying snow for us. Chances of, of Longview having snow are slim to none, so I'm among you if you don't. Um, in addition to that, we're going to head to the North Pole. There is this place called North Pole, Alaska. It was news to me this month, uh, but we have half a dozen alumni working and doing ministry in North Pole, Alaska. So to that end, I want to introduce you to our first alumni, Aaron, uh, sorry, Mark Fares. Mark Fares is a 2006 graduate, uh, flight science graduate. And Mark was the founding president of the Outdoor Club while here on campus, so has a, a real love and passion for the outdoors. And one of the things I learned about Mark before I got on this, uh, before we started this video, was that Mark uh, actually never planned on being in Alaska. And now he's been there for 14 years, so maybe we'll get to hear a little bit more about that. Well, following graduation, Mark headed up to Alaska to spend time with Kingdom Air Corps. You just heard in the video just briefly from Dwayne King, a Laterno graduate, the founder of Kingdom Air Corps, committed to equipping pilots to work in the bush, whether that's the bush in Alaska, the bush in Africa, the bush in South America. And so Mark found himself there working with Dwayne. And 14 years later, he is there still. Uh, he and his wife just celebrated their ninth anniversary. They have four kids with one on the way due the middle of this next year. Well, we're really excited to have uh, Mark join us. Mark and his wife serve with Send International there in North Pole, Alaska. So let me go ahead and bring Mark in. Mark, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. Thank you for having me and uh, Merry Christmas from North Pole. Oh, Merry Christmas. That's great to, do you guys have snow on the ground today? Oh yeah, definitely. Okay. Have your kids- like It never leaves until April usually. Wow. Okay. So how early does it show up? I mean, is it September and you guys have snow on the ground? Uh, this year was October, but sometimes it's September. Okay. So October, November, December, January, February, March, April. My kids, only in their dreams do they get seven months of snow on the ground. Uh, do your kids still want to build snowmen or are they kind of tired of that by this point? Well, they want to. The problem is it's cold enough that the snow, at least in this part of Alaska, tends to not stick. Oh, bummer. Okay. So no snowball fights, no snowmen. Really. Usually in the spring. Okay. So things will, will get better. Okay. Awesome. Aaron, thanks to, for being with us. Really appreciate you joining us this afternoon and looking forward to hearing more of your story. Let me go and introduce our second graduate today. Um, Aaron Dalton uh, is going to join us. Aaron is a 2006 aviation graduate. Uh, sorry, 2016 aviation graduate. Apologies for that. Um, with a specialty or focus in mission aviation. While a student, Aaron was involved in Laterno Student Ministries. He went on Beach Reach. So for those of you who have been to Beach Reach, Aaron shares that in common with you. And he was a B1 bandit, for those of you from that floor. Aaron ended up in Alaska during the gap between his junior and senior year uh, with Kingdom Air Corps, actually, a trip many of our students have gone on and continue to go on to this day. And then after graduation, returned to Kingdom Air Corps to serve uh, and work there. Aaron found himself uh, not only found himself in Alaska, but stayed in Alaska where he met his wife, Tisha. He and Tisha are married and they serve with Interact Ministries and do village missions work there in Alaska, encouraging the local church and supporting them in any way they can. So let me go ahead and bring Aaron in to join us. Aaron, welcome. Glad you're here. Oh, Merry Christmas as well. Merry Christmas. So, okay, Mark and Aaron, I my Alaska geography is pretty poor. Give us some sort of sense of where you guys are in comparison to one another and in comparison to maybe Juno, since that's what, or Anchorage, since that's what a lot of people are going to know about. Mark is um, a lot further north than I am. Okay. 
So, Mark, North Pole, is it actually northern Alaska, or is it sort of just named that, but it's central Alaska? Yeah, it's central. Um, okay. Strangely enough, that the, origi the origin of the name was they wanted to court a toy manufacturer. Oh. Uh, toys from North Pole. So it's, quite, it's about 15 miles from Fairbanks. Okay. Was it a successful courting? Did the toy manufacturer ever show up? Nope. No. Okay. So now they just have the name. And Aaron, where are you today? Uh, I live out in the village of Grayling. Uh, so we're on the Yukon River, uh, pretty far west, actually almost out towards the coast, even though it's still interior. Um, yeah. Middle of nowhere. Last okay. stop on the way to the middle of nowhere. Okay. So Grayling's the middle of nowhere. North Pole, fairly developed, fairly small? Uh, it's on the road system. It's pretty much the northern end of the road system. Okay. There is a highway that runs north, farther north, but it's gravel. Okay. It's pretty much just industrial traffic. Okay. And some tourists, but this is pretty much the end of the road. Okay. Would North Pole in Alaska be considered kind of a small town where Fairbanks and Anchorage and Juneau would be the big towns? Anchorage and Juneau would okay. be the larger towns, yeah. Okay. Fairbanks awesome. is still still fairly sizable, about 100,000 in the region. Okay. Awesome. Well, hey, guys, let's jump into our conversation. One of the things I'd love to hear from you is what you're doing and kind of this journey. How did you go from graduating to Letourneau to where you are now? So let's tell that story. Uh, Mark, we're going to go with the oldest alumni first. So, Mark, you want to share part of that story with us? Sure. Um, missions has been a lifelong call for me. I was about 10 or 11 when I felt um, pretty clearly called to do missionary uh, work. And then from there, transitioning specifically to missionary aviation. Um, I'm an MK, a PK. Um, I, I didn't necessarily know exactly where I ended up, would end up. I figured it'd be Africa or South America. I was thinking uh, Wycliffe. Um, I was very familiar with, with their operation. I visited there a number of times. But uh, my senior year, I had a roommate who had been to Alaska the previous summer. Okay. And um, through Dwayne and Kingdom AmeriCorps, I heard of the opportunity to get a little extra training specifically for bush flying and bush ministry. Um, and I felt like, well, that's, that's something that I could use hmm. and plan to be up here for a summer. And uh, Obviously, it's been a little longer than a summer. It's been 14 years. Mm -hmm. And uh, for me, it was never the, the plan to be in Alaska. I, um, I didn't actually want to be in Alaska, to be honest. Um, it's kind of cold here, and it was far from home. And I had my perfect plans for where I needed to go and mm -hmm. all the things that I needed to, um, to do to be prepared, the maintenance experience and the flight experience. And um, I, I had, had it all figured out. And um, I think it was probably July of 06 where God maybe, um, just kind of impressed upon my heart that I needed to stay. And uh, so after, after a night of prayer and wrestling with God and explaining to him why my idea was so good, um, I decided I should listen to him. Hmm. And uh, so I moved in the September of 2006. And all the things that I needed to gain experience to do my work, um, God provided through the job there in Anchorage. Wow. Um, and, you know, I came out with significant debt, probably, uh, I think, 89000 
Okay. And um, God was, you know, I worked hard and God was faithful to um, help me pay that debt off. And by the time I was um, full-time in, in ministry, it was all gone. Oh man, um, that's amazing. Hmm. So that's, that's how I got here. Yeah. Okay. So you were in Anchorage um, after graduation. How'd you end up in North Pole? That's a little bit longer story, but um, short of it is I, um, I went south to go north. Okay. <laughs> um, I, I got involved with the ministry uh, out on the peninsula and started to, to work my way towards them. They were looking at expanding their ministry to go north, and that ended up being the Fairbanks area. Okay. Um, I pursued that, and um, we ended up moving up here. Right after we moved up here, the other ministry decided, well, we can't really expand. We can't mm -hmm. continue pushing north. And so um, then I came to a point where, well, where did God call me? And um, I, it just became very clear that God had called us to stay here. Mm -hmm. And uh, God had actually set the hook with Kingdom Air Corps because we did a Brooks Range Bible camp up here in the interior. And God had already set the interior of Alaska on my heart. And this I realized like that decade God before, had, <laughs> yes, oh yes, it's wow. kind of, um, and, and it was kind of weird, you know, when I when I started going to the other ministry, I thought this seems weird that I'm going this direction when I feel like I should be going north, hmm. but God had it all figured out and uh, yeah. and has provided much more than I ever expected, uh, even in that in the place that we that we live, God provided. Um, my vision was small. And um, God just laid it all out. Mm -hmm. Man, Aaron or Mark, I love that story. I love this idea. Like, okay, God, it's not my plan. I'm going to tell you why my plan's better. But at the end of the day, if it's what you're asking me to do, I'm going to do it. And just that faithful trusting Him, even when it's not enjoyable or fun or, or the plan you would have. Um, just seeing Him show up and His faithfulness in that, which is awesome. Well, we'll say that. Oh, go ahead. Um, the the one thing that what's clear to me is when I finally said, you know, Lord, I'm going to do what you want me to do, mm. you know, um, yeah. coming to that place of submission. It mm. was the, the peace was amazing. Um, wow. you know, just, just clarity, um, whereas previously it was kind of foggy and, and that tension. And when I said, okay, Lord, I'm, I'm committed, I'm coming back. Mm. Um, just the, the peace mm. that, surpasses understanding and um that brought so much clarity and it's kind of a crossroads for me that i always look back to that's yeah. where we walk in faith even when things don't necessarily seem reasonable hmm. that we just trust hmm. and what a what a great kind of living out not my will but your will like i mean it, it seems like jesus was excited about going to the cross but he said at the end of the day not my will but your will and man he i think the invitation for us is, are we willing to say the same thing? And Aaron, or Mark, you did, um, which is awesome. So I love that God's faithfulness has shown up in that. Well, Mark, thanks for sharing. Aaron, what about your story? How'd you end up from Letourneau into Alaska? Yeah, this might end up being a little boring because that was pretty much exactly the same story as me with a little different flavor. I love um, it. Yeah. So I, yeah, I was interested in, um, I really didn't even know that Mission Aviation existed until I previewed at Laterno, um, and they really talked up the program at um, whatever preview event I ended up going to. 
And at that time, I really just thought, hey, this is kind of cool. It looks like more fun than being a bus driver in the sky. You get to fly through jungles and whatever. <laughs> that that looks like a lot of fun to me. And oh, that's a nice bonus that you get to do some work for God. Um, and just through the years at Laterno, professors and friends of mine having a lot of conversations, God really shifted my heart from this is a really cool, fun flying thing to do to you get to share the gospel with people and love people and still get to do uh, aviation in, in this track. And everything was kind of trucking along really well in that direction. And then actually at the end of my junior year, um, I got diagnosed with type one diabetes, um, yeah. which totally, uh, the short of it is the way the FAA rules work basically meant I couldn't get paid to fly. Um, oh, wow, man. Ooh. So, yeah, that was kind of a major wrench thrown in my gears of, of what I thought my plan was. Um, and I was already lined up to go uh, on that same summer class trip to uh, King AmeriCorps. Um, so okay. kept kept the plan on that and uh, went on that trip and just really, really um, fell in love with Alaska up there and um, enjoyed the, the mission that Kingdom Air Corps was all about. And um, during that trip, I talked to Dwayne and kind of said, hey, my my plans for my life have kind of just gotten totally turned upside down. Yeah. Um, after I graduate, I'll have my A&P mechanic license. Mm -hmm. Could I come up here after graduating and just spend a summer kind of working through things and um, clear my mind, figure it out with God what I'm supposed to do and, and help you guys out because I really enjoy it up here. And if you know Dwayne, you know that's a ridiculous question to ask him because his answer is obviously going to be, yeah, come on up, spend the summer working with us. Um, so yeah, after I graduated, um, I I came back up and spent a whole summer with Kingdom AmeriCorps. Um, and during that time, again, it's just funny how similar my story is there with yours, Mark. Um, went to the same, um, got to help out with the same summer Bible camp, Brooks Range Bible camp. Um, it, Mark, you were actually there when I was there even. Oh, wow. um, yeah, and um, just really got a, um, God just really gave me a heart for the kids that are in these villages where um, we had a, we had a, a camp staff meeting one morning and um, our, our camp director just kind of in passing even mentioned like, hey, just be praying for these kids because for a lot of them, this week of Bible camp is going to be the only exposure they get to the gospel for the whole year. Um, mm. And that just kind of hit me of like, why is that? Why, why mm. can't I be someone to help with that? Mm. Um, so between that and the fact that because of the technicalities of how everything works. And since no one was getting paid to fly at Kingdom Air Corps anyway, I got to do a lot of flying, um, was pretty great. Um, so it was almost kind of this like God taking away aviation and then sort of only giving it back in the context of ministry was was a pretty cool thing. Um, wow. So yeah, I had plans lined up with a job at another company at the end of the summer, and they had basically told me, give us a call when you're ready to start working through the paperwork. And I just never called them and um, mm. stayed up here in Alaska and got a job doing maintenance and anchorage and got okay. experience and um, worked on that for quite a while. Okay. That same summer that I was up there uh, for, for that whole summer is when I met my wife and uh, so we we had started in 
um, yeah, did some long distance dating. She was out in a rural village working with a um, discipleship program for young adults um, out off the road system. So Dwayne let me borrow a plane once in a while to go visit my girlfriend at the time. And that was pretty amazing <laughs> scenario. Um, yeah. And ended up actually, yeah, ended up getting involved in that that ministry out there at um, Tenalian Bible Camp. And okay. after that first, yeah, after that first winter in Anchorage, the next year I ended up moving out to that same place and okay. Um, okay. spent two or three years uh, working with that organization um, before mm-hmm. Tisha and I got married, and then um, started working with Interact Ministries. That's amazing. Uh, Aaron, thanks for sharing. I, I mean, I thought of myself as long distance. I drove six hours when I was dating my wife. That's I got nothing compared to your flight. <laughs> That's amazing. Okay, so one of the things I'd love to dig into, I want to hear more about the ministries that God's called you to, but before we do that, there's this common factor in both your stories. That's King AmeriCorps and Dwayne King. Dwayne King is a Laterno graduate, and if you go to their website and look up Kingdom AmeriCorps and watch the video, he talks about God loves you and Dwayne has a wonderful plan for your life. Uh, it sounds like Dwayne and Kingdom AmeriCorps actually had a pretty influential role for both of you. So just tell us a little bit more about Kingdom AmeriCorps. It's, it's a Laterno graduate who's done it. We have students still going every year. So for those who, who are watching or listening, let's give them a little glimpse into what Kingdom AmeriCorps really is all about and what it is. Aaron, you want to kick us off first since you're already there? Sure. Um, man, it's been, even just in the short time like that I've known about Kingdom AmeriCorps, it's been really cool to see them developing. And um, <laughs> they, I think I can say, especially back a while ago, they very much used to have a lot of the wild Alaska cowboy kind of attitude um, towards things. And they've really, a lot of their, their staff and their um, board and things have really been moving them in this very streamlined professional direction, but they still have that same heart to teach people um, who are passionate about ministry uh, to give them this extra tool set of aviation. Um, and that's, I mean, they, they do everything from primary flight training uh, up through people who have thousands of hours in planes and uh, want to learn how to fly in the bush and um, give them give them those tools. And a lot of it especially kind of what you're hearing, I think for me and Mark is the people who, the students who are up there in the summer and even there's tons of volunteers up there who are not directly involved with the aviation. There's people who are up there running a sawmill and people who are building houses and things. Yeah, there's just all kinds of um, need they have for volunteers and they're getting that same exposure to, um, to this ministry so they're doing a lot of flight training and then everything that it takes to keep that going. And then also running um, that uh, Bible camp during the summer for, for a few weeks. And that Bible camp is also totally off the road system. Got to fly a dozen or so planes up there and then go fly out to the villages and get all the kids and bring them in for a week and then swap out the kids for some more. Wow. Now, is this a Bible camp that Dwayne King came out Air Corps sponsor or they just partner with to kind of help make it happen? Uh, yeah, it's it's pretty much them, and it's been it's been going on for a long, long time up there. 
Wow. That's amazing. Okay. So what I'm hearing is, man, this is a great opportunity for aviation majors, but actually if you have a heart for Alaska for ministry, or you've got a summer and you just would love to be discipled and do some ministry work. And this is a context that that sounds like, man, God, you might have me there. It sounds like you don't have to be an aviation major to, to volunteer and be involved. Nope. So well, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Well, Hey Mark, anything you want to add about Keen AmeriCorps and your experience or what they do? Um, I think the, the underlying thing for me is, is less about Kingdom AmeriCorps and more about the mentality that mm. Dwayne communicated to me. Mm. Um, when I, when I came there, the thing that I recognized in Dwayne was something I felt like I didn't hear in a lot of churches. Okay. And, and that was a very basic thing. If God calls you to do something, you do it. Mm. It doesn't matter whether all the numbers make sense. That's not faith. Um, you know, a lot of us want to get all of our ducks in a row. And, and that's, that's our own strength. And that's what I saw in Dwayne. And that was a breath of fresh air to see someone who was pursuing the Lord because God called, you know, because God called him, you know, not because um he had all the financial backing or he had all, all the experience or he had all these things mm -hmm. it was it was one simple thing god called and he said go i'll be there mm -hmm. you know uh, mark that resonates with me i think about some men who've had a profound men and women who've had a profound impact in my life and it's often a similar story it's not that they had all their their sort of the plan was perfect they knew exactly what it would entail it was just god i'm going to be obedient i'm going to follow you regardless of whether it makes sense to the world around me. So that's awesome. Cool. Well, I love um, Dwayne's legacy. He has spoken about highly across campus. I think not only for Keenan AmeriCorps, but just because of who he is and how he follows Christ, which is awesome. Well, guys, our time's about over. So what I'd love to wrap up with today is just hearing a little bit about your ministry. What are you doing? What's God got you doing these days? How do you spend your, your weeks? Um, yeah, give us a glimpse into to Mark and Aaron's life and ministry in Alaska. So Aaron, why don't you, you start us off? Yeah, um, so I'm working with uh, Interact Ministries um, out here in Alaska. My official job title is Village Missionary. Um, it's one of those things where when we get asked, like, oh, what's a typical day look like? And that doesn't really exist. Um, a lot of, we actually, my wife and I just moved out here in August. Um, so we're, we're very much still in the stage of, building relationships with people. Um, we've been helping make sure that um, like there are, there's a, a small body of believers out here and we're making sure that um, like regular church meetings are happening and we're helping organize a kids club uh, kind of thing where uh, that we're doing on Wednesday nights. And um, mm -hmm. a lot of what we're doing is really just being present in the village, doing life alongside people. I, sometimes that's just been going out on the snow machine to go cut wood with somebody and hopefully being able to have a good conversation um, while we're out doing that. Um, the other day just had a um, young man come around the house because someone told him to because he was thinking about making a bad decision and someone thought maybe it would be good to, good to have a conversation with somebody else before, um, before he does that. And um, every, 
single day has been very different out here. And a lot of it is just doing, doing life, showing the people out here that we love them, that Jesus loves them and um, mm -hmm. hoping for those opportunities that we get to speak into people's lives. Awesome. I oh, love it. Hey, Aaron, if somebody wanted to kind of keep up with your guys work, what you're up to know how to pray for you, what's the way for them to, to connect with you or find out more? Yeah, we actually have um, our own personal website, alaskadaltons.org, and that has a link to like our latest newsletters and a quick bio about what we're doing and probably links off to our um, sending organization as well. Okay, uh, alaskadaltons.org. Yep. Awesome. I'll add it to the description on this video. So uh, the link's in the description. You can click on it there. Okay, cool. Well, Mark, close us out today. What are you guys up to? Um, you've been there for 14 years. So what, God, what does God have you doing uh, day in and week out in North Pole? Um, my role has always been uh, ministry support. Okay. So that's always even been on my heart. That's where I wanted to be with mm -hmm. the aviation. Um, so that means lots of things. Obviously, aviation is a component. Um, I have my IA, so I do inspections for ministry aircraft and do maintenance. And then I also fly for send as well. Okay. Um, and that, you know, as Aaron mentioned, it, you want to go somewhere, you move kids or people that you don't get in your car and drive, you jump in an airplane and move people. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, you've got villages that are hundreds of miles off the road system, even wow. 100 plus miles from each other. Mm -hmm. um, so it's just, just comes with the territory. Aviation is just a natural part of, of life up here. Um, but I also essentially am running a ministry hub for the interior. When uh, families come in from the villages, they need a place to stay. I run a guest house. Wow. We um, let them borrow vehicles or if they have vehicles here, maintain them, store them, give them rides to and from the airport. Any sort of uh, help with transporting in and out, you know, I'm available for that kind of thing. And then also, since they're out hundreds of miles away, sometimes they need a simple part. They can't run to Napa because it doesn't exist out there. And so I'm doing expediting, you know, shopping, shipping, things like that. Okay. Um, and really, those are kind of the main areas, but mm -hmm. you can fill in the blanks, everything in between. Um, my role here is to be available and help whatever that looks like. Um, it can be, you know, quite a wide range of things. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. And if I can, and then the other thing I'm doing is I'm actually trying to expand the ministry side of things. Okay. Um, you know, I'm send is specifically discipleship and church planning. Okay. And so that's my role in supporting them. Um, but I'm also kind of leading an effort to expand the support side of ministry. Um, and I started a ministry called Basel Ministries. Mm. And, um, my goal is to obviously increase the support with within SEND or some SEND missionaries, but even beyond SEND and okay. other families that are in the region. Mm. That's awesome. Um, I have one personal note I want to add to that because that's such a, a vital, important part of what missions needs to be sustainable. But before I do that, um, Mark, if people want to find out more about what you and your family are up to and, and how to pray for you guys, how do they do that? What's the best way to kind of keep up with what's going on with you all? Um, there's a couple options. I mean, as far as getting news, the best option would be um, emailing me and getting on our newsletter list. Okay. 
that would be missionflyak at gmail.com. Okay. Um, you could also go to some, you kind of see some of the information. Um, you could go to vassal, V-A-S-S-A-L, vasselministries.org. Okay. Okay. And that has a little bit of what we're doing as well. Okay. Check both of those out in the description below this video. We'll have uh, the email link and the link to the website. So awesome. Well, guys, uh, thanks. I got one more question for you. So don't don't leave just yet. Uh, but one story real quick, uh, Mark and Aaron. So I grew up as a missionary kid for 16 years in East Africa. And support staff and those who came alongside us and those who saw discipleship and ministry as sort of their calling, those were such vital things. I think there was a point in my life where I heard that the number one reason that missionaries leave the field tends to be challenges with their kids and a lack of support um, and just sort of walking through life together. And so what you're doing, Mark, is so, so important. And Aaron, I love what you're doing with this vision of God, man, people should hear about your your word, about your, your son, about our savior more than once a year at camp. So how do we get the gospel into these towns? How do we build relationships? And how do we be that person in town who somebody says, you're thinking about making a really dumb decision? Go talk to Aaron. He might knock some sense into you. Um, and I just love that. I love that it's a, it's a ministry relationship focused. Okay, guys, here's our last question for today. What's one thing um, over the, the coming weeks of the holidays or really maybe these winter months ahead that we can be praying for each of you or for your ministry? What's, what's just one thing that we as your alumni, uh, fellow alumni, can come alongside you and pray for? So, uh, Mark, we'll start with you this time, and then Aaron will wrap up with you. I think the biggest need um, is we need more people. Okay. Um, you know, I, I need help personally in this in this area. I could use someone else to help walk, work alongside me. But even there are about 21 villages in the in interior region, and there's there's way more than that, even kind of on the outlying, you know, within my range. But um, there's one solidly established church. Mm -hmm. and um and then a couple other um church plants so there's there's you know quite a few villages and, and about five or six that actually would be very willing to have someone there um you know within you know within the year or, or less or whatever so we just need people you know that the the fields are ripe for for the harvest we just need people okay Awesome. Well, we will join you in praying that maybe God will bring one of us as a fellow alumni or just bring people uh, to help with that work. So Aaron, what about you? How can we join you guys in praying? Yeah, I mean, totally agree with Mark there. There's, I assume there's a fair bit of overlap when we're talking about the same regions and, um, man, there's just a lot of places that need to hear more. Um, I specifically in here, just continued prayer for, um, for the people here and for opportunities to get to speak into people's lives. Um, that's, I mean, that's just kind of the, the everyday thing and just pray that God would continue to bring those opportunities forward. And um, selfishly, I would ask that those would be positive opportunities because sometimes that's not the opportunities we get to speak most deeply in is there, um, but that we would have really good positive times to get to, to get to talk with people. Awesome. Well, um, Aaron, we will definitely join you in praying that God gives you those opportunities to talk and engage in relationships. Guys, thank you so much for this afternoon. You know, one of the things I, I always am kind of like, God, what are you going to do with this conversation? And, and this one started off, we wanted to talk to some of our alumni in Alaska, and we thought it would be fitting to do it around Christmas. 
And yet most of our conversation has been around the gospel and sharing the good news and what ministry looks like. And tomorrow, Christmas Day, is about God bringing the good news to us and his son. Um, so I just can't think of a better way to head into Christmas and Christmas Eve um, than this. So, guys, thank you. Merry Christmas to your families. I hope it's a really wonderful day to, tonight and tomorrow for you. And, um, and we look forward to praying and seeing God show up in some awesome ways this year. Um, but thank you, guys. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Well, I love spending time with our alumni. It's always such a joy. Um, having been in this job now for a year this January, I feel like I am just constantly learning about what our alumni are up to and what God's doing and the stories he's given them. So really enjoyable today to spend time with Mark and with Aaron. I hope you were encouraged. Um, God is doing some awesome things around the world for his, um, for his glory and for the good of his creation. But he also needs us to be willing and obedient to do what he calls us to, regardless if it makes sense. And so I hope today that Aaron and Mark's stories might have encouraged you in that way to trust God, regardless of what he's calling you to. Um, and to realize that, man, there are areas around the world, let alone in our own country, in our backyard, that don't have the gospel readily available. And God needs people willing to go and to share that gospel. Well, let me remind you of a couple of quick announcements. We are heading to our 75th year here in January, and we are so excited to celebrate 75 years of God's faithfulness. So I want to encourage you to head to www.letu.edu slash 75, and you'll be able to get all the information about what's going on for our 75th year. From our 57th Missions Go Week in January to a special day of prayer in February, marking the 75th year of the first day of prayer held here in February 1946, commemorating the return to the Lord. And you'll find information about homecoming that's going to be an incredible time together and more than that. So hope you'll check that out. Keep an eye on that webpage throughout the year. We'll be adding events throughout the year and adding information that way. Lastly, keep an eye out for that Now magazine coming your way or check it out online to see those stories. Tell you, God's doing some awesome things here at Laterno and through our alumni around the world. And it is an incredible joy to get to be a part of that. As you trust God in this holiday season, I pray that tomorrow, Christmas Day, would just be a sweet time of remembering how much God loves you and loves your family and loves this world he created. He loved us so much that he sent his son not only to die for us, but to be born in a manger um, and to live among us. So I'm so thankful for a God who not only loves me that much, but loves this world that much. So may we, as Laterno graduates, be graduates of ingenuity and um, Christ-like character who love the world like our God does, willing to sacrifice and lay down our preferences and our desires. They might know him and we might love well. Thanks so much. Merry Christmas and have a wonderful rest of 2020. And I look forward to seeing you in 2021 as we kick off in January with a whole new series of videos. Take care and God bless. This episode of Alumni Conversations has been brought to you by Laterno University's Alumni Relations Office, connecting over 25,000 alumni around the world. Find out more by visiting www.letu.com dot edu forward slash alumni.